Hi, everyone, and a very warm welcome to the Vet Method podcast, where we bring you team training concepts. My name is Sanjay Mangabai, and I'm based in the medieval cathedral city of Salisbury in the southwest of England. And today, I'm very delighted to be joined by Debbie Boone. Hi, Debbie. Welcome. Good morning, Sanjay. Thank you so much for inviting me. So whereabouts are you today? I live in a vacation town in North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Uh, It's fairly famous for the beaches here, and I actually live a quarter mile from the ocean. So my afternoon walks are always down by the sea. Wow, it sounds idealistic, Debbie. (laughs) It is, except during tourist season, and then it becomes a little crowded. (laughs) Fantastic. So a little bit about Debbie. She strives to improve the lives of humans and animals by sharing her 35 years of experience and her communication expertise to enhance workplace culture, practice success, and well-being of veterinary teams. She serves as, as Vice President of Vet Partners and is hosting a vodcast on YouTube called The Bend. Debbie, I know you also co-authored a book, The Veterinarian's Guide to Healthy Pet Plans, and you're a member of the Fear Free Advisory Board. Your life sounds pretty exciting but full. It's a little crowded. Sometimes I, I laugh and I talk to veterinary teams and veterinarians about setting boundaries, mm-hmm. but I don't think I'm very good at it for myself. I think I need to say <laughs> no a little bit more to some of the, and I have gotten better over the years of, about volunteering, but I'm so excited about a lot of the good things that are happening in our profession and I mm-hmm. want to be involved in them. So I go, oh yes, I'll be a part of that. And I guess I've been a part of the Fear Free since mm-hmm. its inception, mm-hmm. and actually a little bit before because Dr. Becker, who started mm-hmm. the movement, uh, is a, a, an acquaintance of mine for many, many years. And mm-hmm. I uh, harassed him until he let me be part of it because yeah. I was so excited about the changes that it could make in the veterinary world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it is, you know, it's catching on. Certainly, it's quite popular in the UK as well. I'm very glad to hear that. Uh, You know, I've been in the veterinary profession for 35 years. And looking back over my career, I I can remember, you know, training team members to restrain animals. And I think, oh, Mm. now I feel horrible about that because I wish I had done it different. Well, but you didn't know. So now that we do know, we have no excuse not to do better. Yeah. Ignorance is not an excuse anymore. No. Okay. So the title of the podcast is The Human Side of Vet Med. And we're going to talk about that for the next few minutes. Okay, Debbie, so let's start with question number one. Who is your ideal client? Well, I believe that practice owners who are looking for someone to coach them to improve their hospital performance. In my mind, improving the hospital performance requires improving the human performance in that practice. Some people like to look at numbers. And numbers are easy, but the human part is the hard part, but the human part is the part that is the key to the kingdom. Absolutely. So so veterinary practice owners who are in some way frustrated with with uh, performance, maybe financial profits, even uh, fulfillment of, of practice life in some way, and who recognize that maybe some things need to change. Um, I think a lot of people know that something needs to change. Mm-hmm. They just don't know what it is and how to do it. Okay, perfect. That leads us nicely on to question number two. What's the biggest problem your clients face and how do you solve it? Well, I think it's it has something to do with leadership and training. 
Mm-hmm. You know, veterinarians, I have a great admiration for veterinarians. I think they're some of the smartest people on the earth. And I've often told my friends that I've never had a personal medical problem that I didn't run by a veterinarian first because <laughs> I yeah. trusted them more than a human doctor. And but it, it really has to do with them understanding how to motivate their people, to lead their team, to focus them on the mission of the practice. And, I, you know, I go into a lot of hospitals and they have a formula mission statement. And it all says the same thing. We are good at customer service. We are good at medicine. We love pets like we love, you know, your pet like we love ours, blah, blah, blah. And that has no emotional hook for the staff member. They can't really buy into that. So part of what I do is make them dig deep emotionally to find out why they walk in the door every day and then get that team focused on that North Star. Everybody then is focused in the same direction. Absolutely. And, you know, it's so true. Guilty of having had mission statements that I thought were very clever at the time, but that didn't resonate with everyone in the practice and myself to some extent until you're passionate about what you're doing and you can communicate that, that reason. As you said, a focus that everyone can buy into. Then, mm-hmm. then you've got some, uh, some chances of motivating everyone. Fantastic. Well, And that sets the standards and having core values and Mm -hmm. using those core values to hire your team, Mm -hmm. because if your core values are different from those of your team members, Mm -hmm. then there's always going to be discord there. You've got to make sure that everybody's on the same page and believes what you believe and wants what you want. Absolutely. Great. Let's go on to question number three. What are the typical symptoms people experience with that problem? You know, their pain points. Well, that's pretty easy to see. There's a dysfunction in the staff. There's call-outs. There's high turnover. There's drama. Mm -hmm. There's low profitability. There's constant client complaints. Everybody's burnout and just constantly at each other. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it's it's at different levels. It can be a low nagging dysfunction, or it could be high drama where there really is shouting and complete dysfunction as a disorder. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there's a certain amount of chaos and it takes various forms, you know, the anxiety, the drama you talk about. Those are all just symptoms of a deeper underlying underlying issue. Okay, yeah. Thank you, Debbie. Question number four, what are the common mistakes that people make? You know, the things they thought might work, the things they try that fail. I think the most common thing is to try to rule people into behaving the way they want you want them to behave because people they tend to actually buck up a little bit about that when you try to set so many rules in place but it's much more important that we get people to be purpose-driven and to constantly illuminate the path to the purpose of them walking in the door every day rather than trying to browbeat them into submission okay yeah you know you can't have a a protocol, I guess, for every single given situation in practice. But like you mentioned before, if you teach people the the true principles, those North Star principles or those core values, if you like, then they'll come up with the right answer or the right behavior by themselves. Is that the kind of thing that you're talking about? I absolutely believe in giving your team autonomy, mm-hmm. but obviously training. Yep. You have to train them first. You just don't turn them loose and let them sink. Mm -hmm. You have to teach them what to do 
but then you, you use all the brains on your team. You, you hire smart people and you let them make decisions. And I think you'll find sometimes their decisions are better than yours or their (laughs) ideas are better than yours. If you take the time to listen and they have greater job satisfaction Mm -hmm. and there is less turnover. People like to work in a place where they're trusted and valued and that they have control over their workflows and their lives. Absolutely. Some, some sort of control over their destiny in some way. Okay. That's so true. Thank you. So question number five, what is one valuable free action that someone listening to this can implement that will help them with the problems we just talked about? Well, this one is going to sound easier than it is to do. Uh And that is to look for positive things Uh to praise rather than look for mistakes to fuss about. Uh And human nature is negative. We, we are always looking for some kind of negativity and it has to do with our limbic brain and the fact that we're always fearful. Uh-huh. So if we start to look for and intentionally look for the good things that people do, even if you set up systems in place of, of bonuses and rewards and compliments and things that your team can compliment each other, uh-huh. the, the culture starts to change for the better because people start to not anticipate being admonished or mm-hmm. being reprimanded for things, and they are actually able to perform better. Yeah, so true. You know, this whole fear thing, the fear of making mistakes in the consulting room is something that a lot of veterinary surgeons um, suffer from. But, um, you know, I think we're also trained as vets as, and technicians to look for problems, and we're quite happy when we find a problem with an animal. And, uh, <laughs> it, it's kind of a a reward in that. But well, we have... it, it justifies the fact that people <laughs> yeah. can't, right? That's if right. you didn't find anything, it's really difficult for you to say, yeah. oh, well, you spent all this money for no reason, but everything's great. But I think what we don't realize is that that gives clients great peace of mind. They came for peace yeah. of mind. Yeah. And when you can celebrate the fact that you've, and there's nothing wrong with your pet, mm-hmm. that's a great celebration. Yeah. I tell people all the time, I'm a cancer survivor. And for 10 years after my diagnosis, I would go back and I would have an MRI and it would cost me thousands of dollars because of my copay. Mm-hmm. And every time they said, Ms. Boone, you don't have cancer, it was worth every dime for me to find that out. Yeah. So we need, we need to change the focus a little bit and celebrate the good news. Yeah, I appreciate it. Sometimes even the small good things, it doesn't have to be a big thing, but just yeah. take the time to notice the good things and appreciate them. That's exactly. so valuable. That's a really good tip. Thank you. Okay, so let's go to question number six. Only two questions to go. (laughs) What is one valuable free resource that you can direct people to that will help them with the problems? Well, if you will take a look at my website, which Mm -hmm. is www.dboone, the number two, Mm -hmm. managevets, with an S, dot com. There are two things on there that I think will be extremely helpful. The first is my blog. I write one or two blogs a month majority of the subject matter has to do with the human side of veterinary medicine. Mm-hmm. And there is also a recommended reading list there of leadership books and training books and communication manuals, a lot of good leadership, basic education. And I, I you know, we are, we're trained in medicine. We go to our continuing education symposiums and we go into all the medical lectures, but we don't spend any time coming to my talks much because 
you know, we're focused on the medicine, but the truth of the matter is if you don't communicate well, you don't get to practice the medicine. Absolutely. That is so true. I'm a big proponent also of, um, of personal development. Somebody once told me that I can't think beyond my knowledge and I can't perform beyond the skills that I have. And I've got to learn to improve those all the time. So what you're saying, you know, with that reading list and the blog is so true that we've got to take some time to stop and, uh, and learn something and improve and just find something interesting, even if, if nothing else. Fantastic. And finally, the hardest question, Debbie, what's the one thing that I should have asked you that I didn't? What is the biggest problem in veterinary medicine? And the answer is lack of advanced communication skills. It is the key to everything. If we look at burnout and compassion fatigue and difficult clients and drama in the hospital and toxic employees, all of that comes back to a lack of ability to give feedback to people, to have difficult conversations with them. Mm-hmm. If we don't have a conversation with someone to correct their behavior or acknowledge a problem, mm-hmm. they never can get better. They never uh, know yeah. what we're thinking. And this this is applying to your home life, you know, to, to raising your children. We must learn better communication. Right now, of course, in the United States, there's a lot of drama over everything, actually. Mm-hmm. Our whole country is just seems to be black and white. Everybody's got an opinion and nobody wants to listen. Mm-hmm. You know, if we were going to teach children anything, we teach them how to talk when they're babies, we should teach them how to listen. Absolutely. Yeah, what you're saying is um, is so true. You know, when you first started answering, I thought you were going to say our biggest um, problem is recruitment because that would be the first thing. <laughs> a lot of pra- It's a pain point that's an immediate one for them, but you're so right. It's the thing beneath all that. You know, the communication, it's not what you say. Sometimes it's how you say it and teaching people how to do that. And yeah, you know, maybe clients and our teammates don't get it because we don't know how to explain it. No. Well, if you think about if you if you build a culture where people enjoy coming to work every single day, Mm. you don't have a recruitment problem because your people don't leave. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Debbie, that, you know, you gave us some really valuable insights about how to work on your veterinary practice, how to manage it, uh, you know, for both personal and business success. I'm sure our listeners will take away some really valuable ideas. And I just want to say once again, thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. You're quite welcome. And thank you again for inviting me. You're welcome.